to Jets Nation. You're getting a general manager that is a relentless worker, someone that understands a winning culture, someone that is going to strive to put a product on the field each Sunday that competes for greatness. We're going to find passionate people that love the game of football, that they hate losing more than they love winning. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Jets Way podcast. It's Jake, Lorenzo, and Sean, and uh, we are here with a little bit of an emergency edition of the Jets Way podcast because the New York Jets have just hired San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala as their new head coach, and we have a lot to say. We were just on uh, Tuesday night with Nick Spano of U Stadium, and he was kind of giving us the nudge that Sala was the man for the job, Joe Douglas and him are going to be a duo here, obviously, with the five-year deal. So we're going to break it all down. Boys, first off, how are we doing before getting into the hire? I'm doing good. It's about time we uh, start talking about some good news on this podcast. Lorenzo, I assume it's the same for you. (laughs) I'm very happy, very happy. Uh, Sean, good to have you back as well. Um, Yeah, man, I just didn't expect it to be this early, but uh, especially after after he left – you know, New Jersey on, I believe it was yesterday, but I'm happy we got our guy and Joe got his guy and, you know, hopefully good things to come after this. So, and like I said, like we said last week, Sean, congratulations on the uh, graduation, very big accomplishment, but uh, we have some bigger matters to discuss here, gentlemen. (laughs) So starting with Sean, because he was uh, missing in action last week, uh, last, last episode, excuse me, Sean, defensive side of the ball, we're hiring a coach coming from Adam Gase, who is strictly offense. Do we see Robert Sala sticking with just defense, or do you think he's going to be more of that CEO type of coach for the entire team? Or what are we thinking there? Because we just got word that Mike LaFleur, the uh, 49ers passing game coordinator, is coming in here to be uh, Robert Sala's offensive coordinator. So how do you think that dynamic is going to work with Sala as an overall coach rather than just a defensive mind for the uh, Jets going forward I think I think Sal has all the potential in the world to be a great head coach uh, like we've said and even Joe Douglas has said from the beginning they were looking for a CEO type of a, a true leader and even though he's a defensive guy uh, I think he, he can definitely lead the team and I love LaFleur um, coming along with him someone he knows personally and Shanahan offense is a whole nother side of that ball but I'm, I'm very excited I think he could be a great fit Lorenzo let's uh let's get into it because we talked on Tuesday we were always of the offensive mind but uh it's it's hard to be upset with Salah who was very sought after and clearly has a plan for implementing an offense in here to develop a young quarterback whether that be Sam Darnold or uh a guy with the second pick in the draft so what are your thoughts on the same thing that I just asked Sean? Is Salah going to be a coach for the whole team, or do you see this kind of being like Salah's the, the head coach of the defense and LaFleur is the head coach for the offense? Take us through that. No, I think I think uh, Salah's going to be more of a CEO coach. Um, you know, obviously LaFleur is going to have most of the control over the offense. Um, coming from the Shanahan offense, obviously they, they use multiple running backs. Um, we'll see how they – if we're going with Sam or drafting QB, but I think – I think Sal is going to have a lot of control over that locker room. A lot of guys are going to 
want to play for us. A lot of guys are going to be excited to play for a defensive coach like that. I know Quentin Williams is probably the most excited right now. Um, I saw him posting a lot of uh, videos of, of, of Salah. And, you know, I'm just excited, excited for what's going to happen um, with this team, hopefully in the future. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you guys. At first, when I heard that Salah was kind of the front runner for the job, I wasn't as excited as most. I wasn't like when we hired Adam Gase, I just knew how that would go. I kind of wanted a guy who was going to be – it's kind of like a Sean Payton where he has the same offense every single year, that continuity's there. But the more I thought about it, this team really needs a culture shift, and we need a real identity. We don't have any of that. We don't have a ton of building blocks. We're getting all these young players in here. A guy that's going to come in here and provide the energy and kind of show – give these guys guidance, the guidance that Adam Gase never gave them. All right, with Salah, we're going to be on a path to something here. And he's the kind of guy that can stand up in the room and say, get behind me, younglings. Let's go. This is how we're going to do it here. We're not going to take any shit. We're going to go forward, and we're going to be the team that's kicking ass moving forward. And it's hard not to like that. And I think this does remind me a little bit of when the Jets hired Rex Ryan. They just came from Eric Mangini, a very X's and O's, no personality, a little bit of a zombie on the sideline, thinks he's smarter than you, thinks he's smarter than everybody. But with the the difference between Rex and Salah, which I loved Rex, I think Salah is going to be much more professional about how he goes about it. There's not going to be any dressing up. There's not going to be any trash talking weekly. I think this is going to be a lot like what the Giants did with hiring Tom Coughlin as their head coach. Um, And he's he's not going to take any nonsense. And these young players that are coming in here, uh, we're going to preach effort and we're going to preach uh, culture. And hopefully we get enough guys to buy in and – the Jets turn the turn the corner here because there is a lot to work, a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. So my next question to you guys is: Do you think that the five-year deal for Salah makes him in line with Joe Douglas, where this was Joe Douglas's hire rather than Christopher Johnson just meddling in and saying this is the guy I want, cancel all the other interviews, or do you think Joe Douglas found his guy and said, you know what? This is the guy I want. I'm going to attach my name to him, link us for life. So, Sean, how do you think this whole process went about? I think you're right about this is truly Douglas's guy. He's attached to Douglas, a five-year contract, like you just said. Uh, So you would kind of have to think if Salaman needs to get fired during his tenure, Douglas is probably on the way out with him. Um, This is a huge difference from the last two uh, head coaches we had night and day. Um, GM hired the guy, like we said, like we wanted him to lead the, the process the whole time. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, I'm just thinking to myself too, you made a, you made a really good point, completely different than Todd Bowles as well. I think Todd yeah. Bowles was, I think Todd Bowles was a leader of men. I, I do think players respected him. I don't think Adam Gase had the respect of the locker room, but uh, that was a really good point there. Solid definitely brings more energy. And the team looked lifeless at times under Bulls, which was always my biggest pet peeve with him is how they would just be this emotional letdown week after week. We'd, they, they would go out and they win a game they weren't supposed to win. The next week, they don't get off the plane. And hopefully we don't go through that roller coaster of just inconsistency with, with our effort. And uh, Lorenzo, I just want to hear what you have to say about that too. Do you think that this was Joe Douglas's process or do you think, this was kind of a group effort and maybe Christopher Johnson fell in love and canceled the, uh, the interviews because I certainly think Douglas identified his guy and got his guy, which is what we want to see and what a competent organization does. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, this is definitely Douglas's guy. Um, obviously, with the five-year deal, they're basically on the same kind of on, on the same length um, in terms of contract. Um, and also another thing I liked about Salas, especially this year when the 49ers had a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they were still competitive. They were still, you know, bringing the energy. A lot of guys stepped up, um, with those injuries. And, you know, that's a, that's a testament to what Salah brings as a defensive mind, um, as well as a, a leader of men. So that's another thing that I liked about him. So my next uh, point of discussion here is, is Salah just a hype man because Mike Tomlin's a great coach. I think he's one of the best coaches in the business. I think he gets a very bad rap by Steeler fans for some weird reason. Is Salah just going to be that guy? Or do you think that he's technical enough from an X's and O's standpoint where we're going to be prepared because it's one thing to try hard, but we can't come in here being undisciplined, all riled up, fired up. Cause Salah's up there yelling at these guys or what do you guys think there? Cause I think that's the biggest thing with coaches nowadays is getting your team prepared to play a game it's rex ryan those teams played really hard but you saw dumb penalty after dumb penalty also not knowing where guys are supposed to be lined up blown coverages uh the offensive side of the ball rex had no no imprint on that at all it was all just tony sperano marty mordenwig uh brian schottenheimer just running amok or do we think robert sala is the guy that's going to be both the energy provider, and also a guy that's going to get this team ready to go? I, I think that's a great question to raise. Uh, do we think he's going to be calling plays on defense? Is that, I mean... That's, that's a big thing. Yeah, it's, that's, a, that's definitely a big question mark going forward. But I think he could be an all-around team leader. We don't know too much about him. Uh, 49ers fans did not want to see him go. But there's a lot to be determined, but I definitely think he has the potential to be the all-around, complete CEO type of coach. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with Sean there. Um, that's a really good point. Um, I guess the only thing that I, you know, I'm not going to be too excited about or I'll wait to see is, you know, what's going to happen with the offense? What kind of leadership style is he going to have with that? Is he going to ha- be more hands-on? Um, or is he going to be kind of, you know, let LaFleur do his thing? Um, so I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. You know, obviously we don't have too much information on um, what their plan is, but that's something that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you brought up a really good point about calling plays. The one appeal that Don Martindale had, which all three of us really liked, um, you two even predicted him getting the job. So you guys are right on the right side of the ball. <laughs> it's unfortunate it didn't work out for man Joe Brady, which was well, but um he was going to bring in a guy like Marvin Lewis to be his defensive coordinator where he would be calling the plays, obviously, because Marvin Lewis isn't becoming a coordinator just to stand around and watch Robert Sala run the show. No, he was, or Don Martindale for that, for that matter. We can maybe still hire Marvin Lewis as a defensive coordinator though. Who knows? We had him in here for a head coaching interview. Um, So that was definitely an appeal, how Martindale was going to oversee the whole operation. So if Sala's bringing in a D'Amico Ryan's, um, the 49ers I think that was uh, one of the rumored candidates that he would bring I don't know if we're going to entrust him with calling defensive plays you know what I'm saying he doesn't have that much coaching experience I don't think he's even that far removed from playing to be completely honest with you what I feel like he was playing in the league just yesterday um <laughs> but I think they said he's gonna um he's gonna be the 49ers defensive coordinator now like that's what they're okay that's to his do. role oh yeah I think I think that's huge so 
maybe we could hire a Marvin Lewis if he doesn't get a job on the coaching cycle. I think that would be a really nice hire. I would love Mar- a guy mm-hmm. with some head coaching experience in here to kind of say, hey, Rob, you know, Marvin Lewis is a good football coach. We never had a problem with Marvin Lewis as a coach. He deserves another job in the NFL, but this was just not the right job for him. So that's that. I heard Gus Bradley was also one of Salah's choices. So, and I know what everything we heard with Christopher Johnson and Joe Douglas, they were looking for a coach to coach the whole team. And I think that's why they went with Salah because he had that in his pitch in all of his head coaching interviews Mm -hmm. that I'm going to oversee the operation. I'm going to put my culture in here. Our guys are going to play balls to the wall. And I'm going to, if I see something I don't like, I'll intervene and my imprint will be on every facet of this team. And, I think that's what a lot of Jet fans wanted to hear. Yeah, and, and I think we all love that. I mean, who really cares at the end of the day, but we were the first team to make a hire. It seems like Salah wanted the job. Second and it seems team, like they, yeah. Oh, yeah, Urban Meyer signed today as but, well, yeah. But, but that, that deal was done. Yeah, it seemed probably. Yeah. <laughs> that deal was That deal seemed to be done. I mean, it that just, really, yeah, yeah that, that should, could have been us, but it's okay. It's a yeah, happy it day. Just, it's a happy day, man. <laughs> it just feels good that he wanted us and we wanted them and we got them done earlier on in the process. I, my whole thing was I knew that a hire was coming because Arthur Smith left the building today. Thank God for that. I mean, <laughs> my God, thank God that because I'm going to be honest with you. Great. That Salah wasn't my first choice. Um, but Arthur Smith was certainly lower on the list than Robert Salah. Um, I, yeah. if I wanted a more of a defensive mind, if I, it depends, it depends how it goes. Obviously we don't know everything. We're not experts here, but if Salah pitches, like we are talking about now that he's going to be the CEO type of coach rather than just Rex on de- Rex all over again, I'll definitely be much more excited. I am pretty excited about Salah still, but that'll definitely have me more sold. Um, but having said all that, do you guys think that this higher scares you because this whole notion out there where the offensive coordinator, if he does a good job with repairing Sam Darnold's career or drafting a quarterback at number two and develops him into a star, are we afraid that that, so it's Mike LaFleur officially, right? We saw that from a verified source. Yeah. Schefter tweeted it out. Okay. That's a verified source. It's not some, (laughs) everyone was an insider this week on our Twitter uh, time. The guy hiding in the bushes. Oh, that's Twitter. Oh, God, get folks. I mean, if he's if that guy's listening right now, I apologize, but you gotta get a get a hobby, man. Just get a hobby, get a hobby, um, a second job, anything. Just get involved. Um, so uh, talk to me, guys. What are we thinking about that? I know. I think it was Sean that told because Sean wasn't with us on Tuesday, so he didn't get to provide his uh his expertise here. But he said. And I don't want to speak for you. Um, if we if we were lucky enough to have an offense that good, you would be thrilled and wouldn't care. So, were we still of that belief, or what's our process there? If yeah, I I understand the offensive coach side because you want to have that system in place for a quarterback pretty much forever. But if our offense is ever to a point where teams are foaming out of the mouth to take our offensive coordinator, I'm. I think we're in a pretty good spot as, as a team and as offense because that means we came a long way on that side of the ball. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree that. I agree with Sean there. It's, I mean, when was the last time a team wanted our offensive coordinator ever? Or any coach. Anybody. So, I mean, if, if you know, we're doing that well where, you know, teams want to hire Michael Floor, um, you know, 
that's obviously a good sign for us. You know, we're obviously doing some things well. So I'm telling you right now, if the Jets play offense well this year, the floor will get a job as a head coach because it's a, the league, the roots run deep in the league. And if your brother's a coach, I could just yeah. see it right now. It mm-hmm. just makes all, I'm sure Matt has plenty of connects. Um, but I agree with you guys to an extent. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a cause for celebration because we've seen cases in the league where an offensive coordinator leaves and the quarterback kind of regresses. And the perfect example of that would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Frank Reich leaves to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz went sideways and backwards there. So um, you, you got to trust Sala. Hopefully now here's my whole thing. Let's say Michael LaFleur is the, the offensive coordinator. We need to start grooming an offensive coordinator. We need to hire Absolutely. a qualified quarterbacks coach. Yep. We need to hire a qualified running back. We need something there, preferably a yep. quarterbacks coach, because if we're going to have a young quarterback in here, we want to keep everything the same. We don't want, let's say, Sam Darnold is still here. Um, I know, Sean, that won't make you too thrilled, but <laughs> let's say Darnold's here. Do we really want Sam Darnold to have, what would that be, his fifth offensive coordinator? Oh, man. Uh, or a young quarterback after year one, learn a, learn a whole new system. Just the same system still being in place, same voice in the quarterback said, I could definitely, I can get behind that. Um, absolutely. Has there, has there been any uh, reports about any other staff hirings by Sala or, cause we're, we're literally right at, as soon as we got the notification, uh, we all said, See. we got to get, we got to get going here. Is there any other uh, reports? Uh, Anything? No, I haven't heard too much. Up. Ian Rappaport said that he viewed the Jets as one, as one of the top openings going into the process. That's really all I'm well, seeing. I mean, he got the yeah. – guys, we're going to hear oh, – Richard Sherman just chimed in. At the New York Jets got a great one. Congrats to them. I made the joke all week. I'm going to apologize for it. I said, did, did Richard Sherman pick up the phone and call Christopher Johnson on this one? Too? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> is, is Peyton Manning involved in this hire? Did, did, we, did we get the blessing of Peyton Manning? I don't know. Possibility I saw was Aaron Glenn who interviewed for the head coaching position. Maybe he love it. defensive coordinator. Yeah. So what are our thoughts there? We interviewed Aaron Glenn, Marvin Lewis. Is there any names that we're keeping an eye on? I would have loved Gus Bradley um, personally. Yeah. So I would have loved Dan Quinn too, who also I think he has ties with Salah, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe um, no, because Bradley left, and then it was I don't know if Quinn and it doesn't matter anyway because we can't hire Dan Quinn. But um, is there any potential defensive coordinator candidates out there, or um, is it really just Lewis or Glenn? Because I, I could think of a couple that might be looking for work. Wade Phillips? Eh, too old. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's coming the back. I, I, I haven't heard too, too many too many names, but Aaron Glenn excites me. I mean, I would obviously be happy with uh, Marvin Lewis as well, but I think Salah might be looking at a veteran defensive coordinator, if anything, or Aaron Glenn, who's you know obviously young and promising. Um, but I'm not too worried about the defensive side of the ball. I'm you know obviously I was more worried about the offensive coordinator, and you know we got our guy um, Lafleur, um, and he's young. You know he's coming from that Shanahan system, so you know I'm not too worried about the defensive side of the ball just yet. Yeah, how about Rob Ryan? <laughs> <Don't we miss. laughs> uh, Why not Rex? Come on. Why not Rex? Uh, I'm telling. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you guys right he now. He wants to come back. If the Jets would, I, I'm just gonna say that. If the Jets called Rex with any type of position, I think he would drop the TV stuff and come <laughs> right back. Um, 
just a, I had a weird thought in my head right now. It's about special teams. I think Brant Boyer should still be the special teams coach. Apparently he's a real intense dude too. And um, a lot like Sala. So those two yeah. together in, in team meetings are, they're going to be a scene and our, our special teams, I, I don't think is that terrible. Um, and it's hard to find a good special teams coach in this league too. We we've seen it countless times where we don't have Mike Westoff. I remember Todd Bowles' first year. We had a, a the special teams was abysmal Todd Bowles' first year. And then once Boyer came in, it seemed to be uh, smooth sailing there. So a five-year deal for Robert Sala. Does, do you think that sweetened up the pot for him at all? Or do you think maybe he says uh, three-year deal? What is it? It's usually like three or four years, right? What do they give Gase? This is a four-year deal, right? Four-year, four-year. Oh, my four, God. Yeah. So that guy is going to be getting paid <laughs> for another two years. Oh, my God. The good thing it's not our money. So do you think that that extra year did anything for Salah? Because I think his contract lines up pretty well with Joe Douglas's now because you never coach that final year of your contract. You usually get extended. No. Um, I just really hope Douglas – I, I want to hear that, man, in the, in the press conference. Is there any any announcement? No, they probably won't announce it until tomorrow or something. I think the Jets' Twitter account already, uh, already, already had that out there. The Jets' Twitter account already had that? Yeah. We're gonna have we're gonna have the infamous Eric Allen talking like <laughs> this is the next uh, next Belichick type of hire, which I I think would be great. Um, just an interesting scenario that I want to lay out for you guys right now. I think this could work a lot like what we're seeing right now with the Buffalo Bills, where Sean McDermott, a no nonsense defensive mind, is imprints all over the team. Brian Dable, well respected assistant, who he has ties with makes Josh Allen into not an elite court. I, I, I have a different, I have a different definition of an elite quarterback than a lot of other people do, but one of the game's best quarter, quarterbacks. So that's uh that's definitely something to, to keep an eye on there. Um, how do you guys fare, fare Sala with some of the other candidates Was Sala's high on everyone's list, low on everyone's list. Um, or it, it just, it's water under the bridge now. Uh, I think if I recall correctly, me and Lorenzo had him as in the pumped up category back when we did the candidates. I know. Yeah, I, I but there were gonna say that there were a lot of coaches in the pumped up <laughs> category, so it's not really we didn't really call anything here. But I I was much more of the uh, I I don't want to say honest, but um I, I my standards were a little bit higher. Yeah. I mean I I was naming guys that yeah. I knew really weren't realistic for the job. Um, yeah, I mean, look at look at my two home run hires. They turned out to be very unrealistic. <laughs> was it, it was Campbell and Fitzgerald? Yeah, I had Bienemy and Dable. Okay, those two were realistic. I I don't yeah. know why Bienemy doesn't have a job. I, I it's something's going on there. Something's going on there. I think a lot of it. Uh, we talked to Nick Spano of, of U Stadium. He apparently isn't that involved with the Chiefs' offense enough to where teams are comfortable with him. And I think he also has this like weird past. I don't know if Nick alluded to that at all. I forget, but um, I think he's like banned from the Colorado campus. He had like a, a an incident there and he has like a do. I don't know. It, it, it's a weird business, but uh, Robert Sala, 16 years as an assistant, a weird, not a weird, a great story um, that I'm sure. I don't know if you guys knew it or not. His brother uh, was in uh, the twin towers on, um, on 9-11 and survived 9-11. So he has roots here in New York and Salah 
Salah definitely has a, a good way to connect with players to just let them know and say, hey, life is short, man. And just hoping this, just hoping like hell this works, man. I really am. I really am. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Jets Way podcast. We just wanted to come on, give our thoughts, and hopefully celebrate a new day of Jets football. Hopefully we can listen to this episode uh, two or three years from now when we're competing for the playoffs and dare I say winning a Super Bowl <laughs> around here. I, I, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound ridiculous here, but uh, you guys, thank you very much for coming on both of you. I know this was uh, a little short notice and a little unplanned, but it could be worse. It definitely could be worse with this hire. We could have hired another Adam Gase. All three of us are happy. We're pumped up. Well, welcome coach Sala and uh, stay tuned because I'm sure we're going to have a lot more. We'll be back next week with another episode you guys, as always, I, I missed this uh, missed this dearly last last episode, Sean. Go Jets. Go Jets, baby.